I'm Elder Shanina Walker, and thank you for joining me today on our podcast, Yasha, Young and Sharing His Anointing. Today on our Let's Wrap readings, we're going to be going into part two of our four-part series, Anchor Your Soul. Today, we're going to be speaking to you on the subject of Don't Lose Your Soul. Our lesson today is going to be coming from Mark, the eighth chapter, the 36th verse. Let's read. For whosoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whosoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. And what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world but lose his soul? Or what can anyone exchange for their soul? Let's wrap. Now we know by our study of Mark the eighth chapter, it was Jesus himself speaking in this particular scripture to his disciples. And we know that previous to this conversation, we can see that Jesus fed the 4,000. He had just performed the miracle of feeding 4,000 people with seven loaves of bread and a few fishes. We also see that he questioned his disciples. He began to ask them, why does this generation always want to see a sign? He let them know that there will be no sign. We also see that he went on to heal a blind man at Bethsaida. He questioned his disciples, asking them, who do men say I am? And whom do you say I am? Peter answered, thou art the Christ. We know that Peter declared that he, in fact, was the Messiah. He predicted his own death. He went on to tell them how he would suffer many things and how he would be rejected and killed. But he also let them know that he would rise again on the third day. We also see that Jesus openly rebuked Peter. In this chapter, he rebuked Peter, letting him know that the things he was saying was not of God, but of man. Jesus began to instruct his disciples about the way of the cross. He then began to teach his disciples, letting them know, if you're going to follow me, you must first deny yourself. That brings us back to our subject, anchor for your soul. We talked about that on last week, how many of you are allowing your soul realms to control your life. Also, how many of you have the tendency to be your biggest enemy, your biggest hindrance in your own life? How many of you often fail to get the victory or progress or blessings or happiness because we have not anchored our souls in the blood of Jesus? We also went on to talk about how we as born again believers must know that Jesus is the anchor for our souls. We see that Jesus was telling them in Mark the 8th chapter in the 31st verse, the first step to anchoring your soul, he said, is deny yourself. Next, take up your cross and follow me. Exactly what is Jesus saying here? He's saying that there are three things as believers we must be willing to do if we want to make it in by the way of the cross. All action words, they all require us as believers to act. Number one, deny yourself. Number two, take up your cross. And the third one, follow me. They all work in accordance to one another. What I mean by that is, it will do you no good as a believer to take up your cross, but refuse to deny yourself. Or vice versa, deny yourself, but refuse to take up your cross. Many people today will quickly talk about the issues and the problems they suffer. 
And yes, taking up the cross does require some suffering. But I wonder how many of us put our own selves in the situation or the circumstance because we refuse to deny ourselves. How many of you are in financial situation right now because truth be told, you have not been a good steward over what God has given you? How many of you today feel like you're stuck in a jacked up relationship because you refuse to deny yourself? No doubt, family, even some friends have warned you and told you that she or he is not the one, but you still had to have them. Deny yourself. All deny yourself means is not being controlled by your soul realm, your thoughts, your memories, your feelings, your emotion, or your own beliefs, your will, your jacked up reasoning. We can only successfully deny ourselves when we learn that we must anchor our soul realm in the blood of Jesus. Remember, we have been instructed first to deny ourselves, second to take of our cross. All of us have our own tailor-made crosses that we must bear. They are different from each other. Your cross may not be my cross and my cross certainly will not be your cross, but each and every one of us have our own individual crosses that we must take up. All while denying ourselves, refusing to listen to the desires of our soul realm. Instead of following what our soul realm is saying, instead of following our own thoughts, our own feelings, our own emotions, reasoning, our past memories and desires, we must totally rely on the Holy Spirit to lead us. He will help us stay on the path of righteousness for his namesake. It is only by God's spirit will we be able to obediently follow Jesus. Jesus went on to say in Mark, the eighth chapter and the 35th verse, that whoever tries to save his life will lose it. But whosoever loses their life for me and the gospel will save it. This scripture lets us clearly know that we cannot do it ourselves. We cannot save ourselves. I've heard many people, many people say, when I get myself together, I'm going to go to church. Or when I get myself together, I'm going to get saved. Guess what? You won't ever get yourself together. Why? Because only the power of the Holy Spirit can change lives and destroy yokes. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but that excuse, I'm going to get myself together, that is a lie from the pit, the pit of your soul realm. It is that faulty thinking and reasoning that causes you to believe just that. Jesus went on to say in verse 36, what shall it profit? Profit means what do you benefit? What does it profit a man? What shall it profit you? Jesus is talking to you. Yes, you, you, that drug dealer that may be listening today, dealing and destroying families for a dollar. What will it profit you? You, that prostitute defiling your body, God's temple. What will it profit you? You, that megastar hooked on fame and fortune. What will it profit you? I'm talking to you, you, that millionaire who earned your money cheating others. What will it profit you? You, the false prophet, the money loving preachers, robbing God's people. What will it profit you to gain the world, to gain the fame, the fortune, the notary, the accolades of man? What indeed will it profit you to gain the world, but lose your soul? Another word for lose is forfeit. Forfeit means to lose or be deprived of 
property or a right or privilege as a penalty for doing wrong, lose, to give up something as a necessary consequence of something else. So what would it profit you to lose your own soul? You're going to lose, you're going to forfeit eternity in heaven for a temporary gratification of this world. You're willing to lose or forfeit an eternity in heaven for eternity in hell. The Bible says it's appointed to man once to die and after death is the judgment. Yes, we all will be judged. You will give an account, whether good or bad, of what your soul and the actions of it has done. Be very sure your soul is anchored in the blood of Jesus. Mark 8 verse 37 goes on to say, Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Exchange means an act of giving one thing and receiving another in return. So I encourage you today to ask yourself the question, is anything worth more than your soul? Or what are you willing or what are you currently giving today in exchange for your soul? I beg you today, don't lose your soul. There is nothing or no one worth more than your soul. Let's apply. This message was in fact another eye-opening statement made by Jesus. This message once again has caused us to have to self-examine our lives. Even more, ask ourselves the question, what am I exchanging for my soul? What is it in my life that I know that does not line up with the word of God, but I won't let him, her, or it go? I'm going to talk to you today a little about me while you search your own heart. I remember almost 19 years ago when we moved from Georgia to Chester, Pennsylvania. This country girl, now living in the city, still trying to figure out how my life got to this point. How I found myself at 27, almost 28 years old, now living in a place that I never would imagine. The point where I had abandoned my own home that we were buying, my family, and what few friends I had and now found myself sleeping on a mattress in my brother and sister-in-law's house. I most certainly indeed have found myself in life in a place of denying myself and was not even fully aware of it. It was not about me, but about my family. I had taken up this cross. I had two small children and a shaky marriage and not really sure what the future holds. But one day, God led me to First Pentecostal Holy Church in Chester, the church where we currently now serve. I remember being overwhelmed by the spirit of God the first day I attended. I've always considered myself to have great faith. I've always had a determination to serve God no matter what it looked like in my life. No matter what I was going through, I was going to continue to deny myself and do whatever it took to get my family back on track. Don't get me wrong. I was suffering. Anytime you decide to deny yourself, take up your cross, there is going to be some suffering. I was going through in my marriage while at the same time trying to deal with the turmoil of childhood pain in my mind. You see, although I was saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Spirit, with the gift of tongues, my soul had not yet been anchored in the blood of Jesus. As my pastor calls it, we have to be immersed in the Holy Ghost, not just filled, but baptized. I was still being led by my own thoughts, 
reasoning, feelings, emotions, and memories of past hurts and pains. I can honestly say I was all over the place mentally. I remember eventually getting weary in well-doing due to the cross I was bearing. I began to get weaker and weaker. I wasn't fasting like I used to. I wasn't praying like I used to. I began to lose the desire even to fellowship with other believers. That's all the enemy needed, a door. And I cracked it open for a little bit of air. It was never my intention to get dragged away, but I began to be tempted and enticed by my own desires. You see, the enemy knows our weakness and my desire was just to be loved because of what had happened to me as a child. My view of pure love was distorted. When my marriage broke down, that was just another blow to me of how people that are supposed to love you, people that you love and trust can hurt you. I went back to the familiarity. So many times we as people find ourselves going back to that thing that causes us the most pain. I look for it in all the wrong places. Eventually I got hooked up with this guy and although he had a little temper, he was really good to me. So through this relationship and my own desires, I allowed them to drag me away from what felt so far away from God. But how many know the Bible says God will never leave us or forsake us. Even in my sin, in the midst of my mess, when I felt like he was far away, he was there watching over my soul. Satan, I'm sure, thought he had me, but God. It eventually came a day when God and his Holy Spirit helped my husband, Mike, to get himself together, and he used him and his love of Christ in him to see me the way Christ saw me. And I'm sure that had to be extremely hard for him. The hardest thing to do is when someone is doing you wrong or someone is out there in sin, is to look beyond what you see in front of you and see them the way Christ sees them. But he was able to do that for me. And by his love and kindness through Christ, he drew me back. And although I had been drawn back to Christ, I had not yet anchored my soul. I found myself in a situation, a situation with this other relationship, this soul tie that I had created, this desire. And I wanted to continue feeling what I was feeling with this person. But the day came where I had to choose. God said, who are you going to serve? It's going to be your desire or it's going to be me. I can hear the spirit of God so clearly saying to me, are you willing to exchange your soul, Shanina, for this relationship? Because the actuality of the situation is this is exactly what I was doing. If I continued in sin, it was at that time that I knew it was over. It wasn't easy. No, I had to anchor my soul in the blood of Jesus in order to break that soul tie for God to set me free. I had to be anchored. Now I have to keep my soul realm anchored in the blood of Jesus in order to stay free. I don't get a kick or a desire out of sharing all my business with the world, but this is the ministry that God has called me to. And I'm not ashamed of the gospel or what I've been through because my soul is anchored in the blood of Jesus. I am denying myself, taking up my cross, and I am following Jesus. There is no one or nothing that this world can offer me that I would be willing to give an exchange for my soul. So I urge you, I encourage you today not to lose your soul. There is nothing in this world worth giving exchange for your soul. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of your son, Jesus, I thank you today for this life-changing word that you have given us today. Thank you for the boldness that you put in me before I even accepted you into my life. The boldness that you put inside of me 
you've given me in order to share your word and my testimony so that someone might be able to relate to what I've gone through. Lord, I thank you for your grace. I thank you for all of your mercy that you have extended over my life. For you knew me in my mother's womb. You knew that one day I would serve you and I would be courageous enough and not fear what man thinks about me to share your word. Help your people to stand for righteousness. Help them to share their testimony that they too might be overcomers. Help us to continue to deny ourselves daily, to take up our cross and follow you. We need you, Jesus. We need you to wash us daily in your blood. We need you, Lord, to anchor our souls in your blood. It is in your son Jesus' name I pray. Amen. As always, we thank you for listening to our podcast, Yasha, Young and Sharing His Anointing. I am Elder Shanina Walker. Until next time, have a blessed day.